you know, because I, I don't like ASMR, but I will watch mm. a pimple popping videos. Oh. Can't look away. What is your dirty pleasure? And um, be like the y'all probably haven't gotten to this side of TikTok, but the um, farrier videos. What? So you know what a farrier is? No. Okay. So farriers are people who come and. <laughs> I like belching on. Podcast. Are we recording? Yeah. No, really? Okay. The right. farriers are the uh, basically like the hoof cleaners and uh, trimmers. Yeah. Yeah, so I they get keep, those a lot. Yeah. So like the you know the yeah. videos of from the horse hoof perspective, and they're like shaving off the hoof and yep. clipping the hoof. There is something so satisfying. I have watched many yeah. of them. I could watch those all day. Mine, I love them. Mine is like a power washing videos. Ooh, if you like, yeah, good one. right. Yep. Like power washing driveways or mm -hmm. anything like that. Also, um, like lathe videos where you watch like somebody make like a, a dowel rod or okay. something like that, like yeah. turning wood yeah. turning and mm -hmm. stuff. That's really satisfying to me. Mine is the human version of the hoof thing. Uh, where they're oh, fixing people's feet. Ew. You sent me a video like yeah, that. Yeah, the feet are like yeah. so bad off. <sighs> it's, I tell Emily all the time, that's one of my biggest fears. Is I've seen hospice patients' feet is like when you, sometimes you have, especially if you have diabetes, mm -hmm. your nails get so thick. And that's like, it keeps me eating healthy, like mm. pistachios and whatnot. <clears throat> hey, there's something for everyone. Apparently. Starting tonight, right? <laughs> All right. Well, we ready to do this? Yeah. I'm ready. I don't really know what to say, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to figure it out together. <laughs> Welcome to Untold, the podcast that tells the untold stories of history. In this podcast, two of us compete to tell the best stories you've probably never heard before. Join us as we uncover new stories each week together. This is Untold. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm excited. Episode 11 of Untold. Um, I am Grace Outlaw, and I am here with my friends Shelby whoop, whoop. and Grant. What's up, y'all? And, uh, yeah, we're halfway through season one. Did y'all realize Dang, that? I did not realize that. Do we know the standings? I think I'm winning. <laughs> All right. I'm going to confess. I asked that question because I'm going to toot my own horn. But, oh, here we go. Okay. But I'm winning. Let me just tell you. America likes an underdog. <laughs> yeah. I think who's, I'm in last. Who's second? I think. Y'all are tied for three. I, oh. I've, I've won four. Y'all tied for three. Okay. But one of y'all are going to catch up to me tonight. because I that you're I'm, keeping track of this. No, mm -hmm. no. I'm not keeping track. Grant told me that last week. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no. But, yeah. So, up to this week, we were all tied? Uh, no, you and Grant are tied. No, up before, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. So I won the last Who one. Now, so now one of you two is going to win and catch up with me. So we're it's a pretty close race. Yeah. I'm excited to see out of out of 20 episodes who's going to... I mean, gonna... I was surprised to hear that because you and I both don't really like Grant. So it's it was cool <laughs> nice. that we've included him in this. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh -huh. Grant, <laughs> cool. Grant picked some good stories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, so before we get started, I would like to get to know our contestants, Grant and Shelby, a little bit better tonight. Um, the way this works is you, each week, uh, one of us hosts, the other two compete to tell the best story you probably haven't heard. Um, so to get to know our contestants, um, and our topic tonight is literature or fiction or not just books, 
Books in general. <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah. It's, it's literature. Books. But words. Like specifically, pages. you know, fictional stories and, and all that. Um, well, mine's about nonfiction. Well, Are you great. Right? No, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I thought tonight's topic was dolphins, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So along that vein, if you could uh, live in any fictional world, it doesn't have to be a book; it can be anything. Any fictional world, what would you live in? Shelby, uh, let's see. I mean, some of my favorite fictional worlds. I guess we'll start with that. Hunger Games. But I why would, would you want to live <laughs> in the Hunger Games? All right. Yeah. I would not want to live Poor it. Poor choice. <laughs> I'm just trying to go through them. Harry Potter. I, of good, course, good love, love that. Um, that would be cool. Yeah, I would probably say fictional, wor- fictional world. Uh, Harry Potter. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, magic. There's nothing wrong with that. Especially if you were actually a witch or a wizard, then yeah. yeah. if you're a muggle, who cares? Living everyday normal. Yeah. Or if you were a mudblood, that would be really bad, right? <gasps> curse word bleep wow. it out wow grant what about you um i my we the first know the answer well the first thing that popped in my head of course is star wars <laughs> yes. but i mean what if uh you know what if i'm just a regular person i'm not you know a jedi or a fighter pilot i'm just like a villager <laughs> what, and what if you're not even human you're like whatever job of the <laughs> yeah. hut is you're just yeah. that version talk a wonder but you know, <laughs> You don't even have yeah. his ability. So it could, body. it's really a crapshoot. Like I could just be something dumb. So I, let's I assume know. you get to pick your abilities oh, okay. to some extent. Cause that, that totally changes the, cool. the question. Uh, well, then star Wars. And I would definitely, I think I'll be a Jedi. What color would your lightsaber be? Uh, blue all, all day. Okay. All day. Or maybe like a little, like a cyan blue. I don't really want to be like all the other Jedi. I want to <laughs> have like a, an off blue. An off blue lightsaber. Yes. Yeah, like a teal. Yep. So if yeah. I'm picking that if I get to guaranteed to get the position in life that I want. Or the the abilities. I, w- I would say the position. I would you say the Marvel that. universe. That, mm. that would be mine. Yeah. There you go. I would Guardians of the Galaxy I'd specifically. Be a, no, I'd be a mutant. Ooh. What what would your powers be? Is this like X Men? Well, yeah. Ugh. Oh my gosh. How Don't dare you. X-Men. Um, You're the host this week. Oh, I love X Men. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, no. If I could, if I could guarantee my abilities, I would be a mutant and be in the Marvel universe. That would be awesome. But what would your powers be? Telekinesis. Yeah, I mean, I if I could pick that. them, um, I'm assuming I wouldn't get to pick my mutant ability. Mutants don't get to pick them, but <laughs> that's but, too far of a stretch. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, no. Telekinesis, telepathy, that whole mind stuff. Wanda. I'd basically mm. be Wanda. Why not? Oh yeah, is she there a mutant? In the comics, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Harry Potter's a close second though, because if yeah. you know you get magic, well, you already and... are a witch. Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously, everybody listening to this is gonna hear this ongoing joke <laughs> and think that I'm a witch for sure. And our final episode, you will reveal that I will you've reveal been a witch my powers this entire time. If you feel in a trance right now, she has mm-hmm. your voodoo doll out, mm-hmm. just <laughs> making you listen to this. Spells. <laughs> All right. Well, so, uh, well, thank you for your answers. You're um, welcome. <laughs> we're going to move into the storytelling portion of the evening um, to determine who goes for Well, first off, the way this works is they're going to take turns telling stories. Um, I'm going to award arbitrary and subjective points based on what I think is cool and what I like. And each time you get a point, you're going to hear that noise mm. right there. 
That's um, music to my ears. And at the end, we'll tally the points, and I will declare a winner. And they will be next week's hosts. So um, to determine who gets to go first, why don't you tell me your titles? Grant, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, my title is I Told You So. I told you so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Literature. I told mm-hmm. you so. Okay. All right. Shall Mine we? is the red bike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, a lot of mystery there. Yeah. I don't know mm. where to go with that. Um, I want to know more about this red bike. <laughs> well, tell you what, Grant, you win. You get to pick who goes first. So Sweet. Um, I'll let Shelby go. Wow. Thanks, man. Okay. There you go, Let's man. Let's hear all about this red bike. That's good. I do need to say something before I jump into okay. it. If you have little kids, this story may be a little rough. Ooh. So mm. viewer discretion is advised. Good preface. I already like it. Mm. <laughs> Dang. It sounds morbid. So I'll <laughs> give you a second here to uh, put earmuffs on the children. And second over. Okay, let's do <laughs> it. This story is called The Red Bike. It involves Nazis... The SS, murder, and a disappearing woman. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yes. All right, so we're going to go back to March 15th, 1937. That's the day that Richard Klinkhammer was born. <laughs> Richard Klinkhammer. You ever heard of that? <laughs> Just the way he said his name. Klinkhammer. Klinkhammer. Is had that a, spelled the way you'd think it would be spelled? It is K-L-I-N-K-H-A-M. One M. Okay. E-R. Is he German? Mm-hmm. Klinkhammer. Just Klinkhammer, yeah. Okay. And, you know, Richard, he had a tough life. He was uh, born. <laughs> that was a tough process. And then um, when he was five years old, he witnessed the raping of his aunt. Mm. Oh, that got dark real quick. Yeah. yeah. Right out the gate there. Five years old, he also witnessed the murder of his uncle. Okay. Jeez. This poor mm-hmm. five-year-old's got mm-hmm. some uh, trauma to work through. Not a good start. No. After all that craziness, Klinkhammer ended up living in Austria at the start of World War II. More trauma. Okay. Yep. Uh, he lived with his mom. His mom was very beautiful. Like every account of her is just constantly talking about how beautiful it, she was. Um, she was young. And so he just kind of became the sidekick for her living this life of beauty. Mm. Right. So they bounced around to, or she bounced around to different guys, and he was along for the ride. A lot of guys in and out of his life. It wasn't a stable home. At one point, she was having an affair with an SS officer. Mm. There was another moment where a Nazi officer raped her at gunpoint while he was in the other room. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Rough start here for Richard. After they return, This is different. Usually, I, I bring light <laughs> and joy yeah. to the... Uh, podcast. I got I, excited for like you know crocodile attacks or something. Yeah, <laughs> got, I'm really depressed right now. That's dark. After the war, war, they returned to Holland, and it was there that he had to watch his mom suffer through an ugly carnival. Do you know what an ugly carnival is? No, I had never heard of this. This would be a good TikTok. We should do it. An ugly carnival. It started in France. So after the war, if they found women that like fraternized with the soldiers of the ss or nazis or whatever they would shave their heads strip them strip them down and put them on parade while everyone uh. just belittled them jeez mm. oh uh, i think that was a game of thrones episode shame never seen it <laughs> shame shame <laughs> so uh yeah so he had to watch that she was stripped down shaven walked out paraded and ridiculed the whole time to make matters worse his mom 
couldn't pay the bills, so she ended up working as a prostitute. Oh, mm. my gosh. He entered into foster care system, shoveled around all over the place, one place to the next. Finally, at the age of 19, old Richard, some stability came to his life. He joined the French Foreign Legion. The French Foreign Legion, by the way, is just a bunch of volunteer outcasts in the French society. So <laughs> it's just people that have no place to go. They volunteer to just get some stability, some food, a shelter, that type of stuff. Okay. Later on, uh, Richard... Clinkhammer became an auditor, and then he turned to writing. He got married. He got divorced. Mm. We thought he was stable there for a second. Yeah. (laughs) Developed a drinking habit. Mm. Well, hey, if you're a writer without a drinking habit, props to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He landed in Amsterdam, where he met his next wife, Mm -hmm. Hannelore Godfrenen. You know, I'm going to Han- give you points just for trying to pronounce these names. Thanks. So Hannah Lore was 10 years younger than he was, but she quickly grew obsessed with him. I mean, who wouldn't? This was Richard Clinkhammer, <laughs> after all. At first, uh, they, you know, they had the honeymoon phase. Everyone mm-hmm. was young and happy. All was good. They hosted dinner parties. People thought of them as a young, happy couple, although he was 10 years older than her. Uh, but then eventually, uh, things started to change. Um, Clinkhammer lost their savings in a bad stock market dealing. Mm. He uh, developed a heavy drinking habit that quickly dissolved their marital bliss. That'll uh, do it. Yep. Uh, this alcohol problem grew to really affect their marriage. They would get in public fights, so people would see them fighting in the street. He would be screaming at her, belittling, belittling her, verbally abusing her, even at times like pushing her onto the ground. Like, I know he's been through a lot, but he sounds kind of like an ass. Yeah. Jeez. He needs to get it together. Come on, Clank Hammer. I, I, he had no... Do better. He had no yeah. role model. I know, but break the generational cycles. Yeah, yeah. You get to treat people like crap. Well, easier, easier said than, than done. done. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Points to both of you. Did we just become Comes from the two pastors right there. Oh, That's my gosh. Eventually, they this couple just basically became roommates. And they didn't talk to each other very often. Time went on. They stopped inviting people over. People stopped seeing less of them in public. Eventually, one day, Richard called the police and reported that she was missing. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like the spouse is always the first subject, so mm. let's see where this goes. Police came out. He was the first subject. Interviewed him. Nothing. They could find nothing about him that was off. Uh, I, the, I have a list. Yeah, <laughs> except for the drinking and uh, the fighting, the public the, belittling and pushing her in the streets. Do you, yeah. remember, do you remember what the title of my thing was? The red bike. The red bike. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they found as a piece of evidence was her red bike, which was left at a train station. Mm. Okay. So they interviewed all these neighbors. They interviewed him. Everyone's like, "Hey, this was a horrible marriage. He abused her." Police landed on. Okay, she ran away. She was fearful. For her life and ran away. Mm, okay. The only real trace they found, like I said, was that red bike. No other evidence was left behind. She was gone. <laughs> That's my best serial impression. Bum, yeah. bum, bum. <laughs> pause, pause. Dramatic <clears throat> effect. All mm-hmm. right. So a year later, after his wife had vanished, Richard Clinkhammer 
wrote a book. This is where the book <laughs> part comes And then he in. wrote a book. So he wrote a book, and he visited his publisher. He had done some other projects. Um, actually, his other projects, one was called The Obedient as a Dog and The Hotel Red, and they had to do with crime. They were like crime dramas, but they leaned heavily into his experience as a trained killer for the French Foreign Legion. Mm. Okay. Okay, so add that to his resume. He had written some books. So he, he takes this new book to his uh, publisher, mm-hmm. and um, he introduces the new pub- uh, new book. It's called Wednesday. This is the title. Wednesday, comma, Mince Day. Wednesday, Mince Day? Wednesday, Mince Day. Okay. Kind of mm. rhymy, I guess. And uh, the novel was all these really horrible lists of ways that Clinkhammer could have killed his wife if oh he had done God. it. Oh, God. So he lists out it, seven different ways that he could have killed her. If he would have done it, this he, is how he would have done it. Not saying I did, but... Right. <laughs> of the seven methods outlined in his manuscripts, one of the goriest was he destroyed his wife's body by pushing her corpse through a meat grinder mm. and then feeding the bits to pigeons. That's like Sweeney Todd or something. So Sweeney Todd? Yeah, they fed it to people, though. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. The the publisher was like, "Eh, no thanks. I'm not interested interested in this. Why not? Was this like, this was the 40s, 50s, maybe? Yeah. Somewhere around there. (laughs) So, um, anything nowadays. But word about, I mean, the, the publisher, he started telling everyone, like, hey, this guy. Something's a little off. Something's a little off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very detailed descriptions about how he would kill his wife if he had done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so word started to spread, mostly among the local press. Go- but here, the funny thing is the gossip resulted in him getting more fame. <laughs> so he started doing local TV interviews. And he presses good press. <laughs> That's right. Uh, one of the shows, uh, the host that he a- asked him that he was on, they asked him if whether or not he had killed his wife, and he replied, "Could be." Oh my god! Oh my god! The villagers say I cut her into pieces, and I put her in the pond. Ew. But who knows? Oh, well, let's go check the pond and yeah. find out. And then he also he got famous for saying, "Hey, you know what? Everyone can murder someone." <laughs> uh, so these statements started to gain him notoriety. It was a role that he started playing up more and more. He was known as the guy that you always wondered, could it be? That's a really long title. (laughs) The guy that you always wondered, could it be? Could it be? (laughs) I'm leaning towards yes. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds kind of creepy. But the problem is there was no evidence. Mm. I mean, he said he buried her in the pond. I'd go check that first. (laughs) That's He could have. If he (laughs) could at least go look. Um, Innocent until proven guilty, Grace. The police insisted the official stance was there was no evidence pointing him to the crime. She just went missing. Mm -hmm. There was a red bike at the train station. What do you do if you're a police officer? You can't investigate much more than that. That's (laughs) it. Here's the deal. Six years later, he sold his house and moved back to Amsterdam. The new owners of the house, meanwhile, they begin deconstructing the home's uh, garden and as they got mm. approached the uh, the shed underneath the shed they accidentally hit something potty mm. and it was a human skull oh Jeez. it was confirmed by a forensic scientist to belong to his wife mm. this is the crazy part local authorities arrested him okay 
According to Klinkhammer's own account of those events, he had beat his wife to death with a wrench mm. before he buried her under the shed. He, was he didn't sentenced. do a good job at it either. No. He was sentenced to seven years in prison. What? That's it? He only served two. That's a bunch of bull. <laughs> sentenced to seven years. Only served two. But okay. when he got out, he committed suicide. Well, and died at age 78. Not Jeez. shedding any tears right now, but... And the crazy part is that book that he wrote, they actually did publish it. Mm. Hmm. So there's a book out there entitled Wednesday, Mince Day. Or oh, God. I still want to know what that title means. <laughs> and, well, like min- mince, min- min- mince meat. Yeah. Oh, mince, oh, M-I-N-C. Yeah. 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 Mince meat. Okay, I got you now. Uh, good question, though. Um, and it got published... And uh, he made some money off of it, and that's the story of well, old. He was dead. How did he make? Uh, you know, did, I like, think his we, family make money. Well, it got published before he died. Oh, boo! Yeah, Jeez. boo! Clink Hammer. <sighs> if your name is Clink Hammer, but okay. Overall, picture Pastor Hat Shelby on. Mm. This dude had a really sucky childhood. I don't care. You're still obviously right. For like your you own should. Well, yeah, right. right. Obviously, but. He had a really bad childhood. Yeah. And his wife had a really bad marriage. <laughs> so Yes, she did. Valid point. Okay, that's the story <laughs> of the red bike. I noticed I had one point. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no, you got two because uh, <laughs> y'all said something both and I gave you both points. I don't know. Um, yeah. No, what's funny to me is I actually, so I'm in uh, a moms who write Facebook group and this story went around I want to say back in May. This story I just said? No, 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 no. No, oh. no, no, no. I have not heard the story you just said. There was a woman, um, Nancy Crampton. Nancy Clinkhammer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Was... No, Nancy Crampton Brophy, um, who was who had written a book called How to Murder Your Husband. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, arrested and found guilty for murdering her husband. Damn. What do you know? Where the crawdads sing? Oh, I saw that. Uh, that yeah, lady's yeah. like being uh, interviewed right now. For yeah. It. Well, that I think was a uh, um, her but her son, right? Yeah, her. She and her husband were big into like elephant advocacy in Africa and uh, you know anti poaching programs and things like that. And uh, there was a, a video I think that showed the execution of a man, um, but the person who shot him was not on screen. And it's suspected that it was her son and that both she and her husband were present. So, yeah, she's being investigated oh, for, wow. for authors, that, man. Too. You can't but, trust them. Yeah, right. I mean, we just had three that had to do with <laughs> murdering <laughs> someone. Mm. But I had not heard your story. So, oh, cool. There you go. It's been uh, uh, what's reincarnated in Nancy Brophy, <laughs> <laughs> modern yeah, right. day. Um, killing your spouses and writing a book about it. The problem right. is, is none of them ever write like a how to murder your husband and get away with it. Yeah. They keep leaving that part out. So. Well, he would have get, got away with it if he wouldn't have sold his house. Oh. So mm. that's just one extra chapter. Don't <laughs> sell your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably not write a book about it. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Probably. Don't do that. Yeah. Maybe just right. don't. Any of the uh, hypotheticals, just leave those out altogether. Yeah. Once you start talking you just... in hypotheticals, we're like, okay, that's what you did. Got it. I feel like people like that 
uh, want to get caught. Like they they want to get caught. Like, well, there's something there. Like like uh, whenever there's like a fire and they believe it's arson, mm-hmm. oftentimes those yep. people are mm-hmm. hanging around to watch the watch mm-hmm. it burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something something to that where they just can't escape. If you've listened to any of the number numerous amazing murder podcasts that are out there, which is creepy in and of itself. You'll see it. A lot of times mm-hmm. the, the real person is still hanging around the scenes. Yeah. They weren't even on the radar. And then all of a sudden there's a podcast out about missing so-and-so and they're calling in like, I, I want to be interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a random weird. person. I wonder right. why I want to be there. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Dumb. All Criminals right. are dumb. Well, thank you for sharing, hey, Shelby. I had a, not heard that story. A lesson, don't murder. Yeah. Yep. Rule number one. If you have kids in the car, you can uh, take the earmuffs off because Grant has something much lighter, I imagine. Yep. Uh, yeah, this is called I Told You So. It's about a woman who murdered his her <laughs> wife, her husband, I'm sorry, um, or wife, whatever. It's 2022. Um, no, no, you can, if you have kids, you can have them take their earmuffs off, uh, because this is, should be clean. Um, so yeah, mine is called I Told You So. Mm. Um, so this one, uh, is about a book, uh, that started, uh, as an idea um, for a book of facts to solve arguments in pubs. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I like this already. So, yeah. Knowledge. Yeah, knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Knowledge books, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, this all started, and it took place on November 10th, uh, 1951, at a shooting party in County Wexford, in Ireland. I'm sorry, a shooting party? Yeah, what is a shooting yes, party? Yes, everyone just shoots each other. No, it's a... Uh, it's actually a party they had back then. Lift um, your guns up, everyone. Yeah. Everyone just shoot up in the air. Um, no, it's a party where they would meet up and they would shoot like birds together. Oh, okay. So like game birds and stuff like, a, like that. Like a hunting party. Yeah, like okay, a hunting okay. party. That's birds. Yeah. That's that's what they did back then because they didn't mm. have TV or, or anything <laughs> like that. Like, or duck hunt on NES. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So they would shoot real birds. Yeah. And so... At this party uh, was the managing director of the Guinness Brewery at the time, and his name was Sir Hugh Beaver. <laughs> These so, names, man. <laughs> yeah. Why is that funny? <laughs> right? It almost sounds dirty. It's not. Your Sir children Hugh can Beaver. leave their earmuffs off, but Sir Hugh Beaver, mm, right? Okay. So, Clink Hammer and Hugh Beaver. Um, so, yeah, the managing director of Guinness Brewery was there, and... Um, he was participating in this thing, and he missed a shot at a golden plover, which is mm. a type of bird, apparently. And he started to argue uh, with some of the hosts of the party about what was the fastest game bird. You know, like he, <laughs> which I feel like is kind of funny. Like he missed this bird, and he was like, "Well, it's the fastest bird alive, so obviously <laughs> I, I missed it. Right. Yeah, obviously I missed the golden plover." And <laughs> They believed that it was the red grouse, right? Oh, okay. And so, obviously, both men were, like, arguing. If only there was a book. If only there was a book to settle these arguments. Um, And today, if you're wondering, the fastest recorded bird in the world is the red-breasted merganser. Which... which, Not the roadrunner? I thought it was the peregrine falcon. No. We've Say it again. The red-breasted merganser. Merganser. Take a guess at how many miles per hour you think this bird flies. Just 
I'm gonna have to say 180. What? Well, no, because I'm thinking, look, Peregrine Falcon's like their fastest <laughs> recorded speed. Like, is there them diving to Earth? This is just like flying. This is oh, a, okay, okay. Also, I should clarify, this is the fastest game bird. Okay. So not the fastest, I shouldn't have said fastest bird in the world. It's okay. fastest game bird okay. ever and is a red And flying, not diving. And okay. I shouldn't ask you to guess because it's only 81 miles per hour. So <laughs> I was thinking like 35. Yeah, well, I okay. Wasn't, yeah. I wasn't that far. 100 miles, 100 miles <laughs> over, <laughs> I mean. Dang. Have you ever drove 100 miles an hour in a car? Have you ever driven if 180? Any, if, any, if any police officers are listening, no, I have not. <laughs> no, nope, If never. they're not listening, then a couple times. Yeah. My car doesn't even go that fast. Um, so, yeah, no. The, in case you're wondering, it's the red-breasted merganser, 81 miles per hour. Um, so, he missed this bird, and then uh, that night, um, after getting into an argument with the host, he searched in all these reference books for what was the fastest bird um, and realized that we're, there was no uh, way for him to look up whether or not he was right. This is me and my husband's mm-hmm. toxic traits combined. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know a fact, and I am going to prove it yeah. to you one yeah, way right? or another. Well, today, you know, we have, like, Google, and we have, you know, cell phones. We could just look it up Ask right Jeeves. In. Yeah, right? For the record, I just looked up how fast a peregrine falcon dives. And? How fast do you think it does? Not 180. I mean, no, it's not 180. It is 240 miles an no, hour. No, shut up. That is what Google says. <laughs> oh my Straight gosh! Lies. If only we had a book. <laughs> yeah, right. If only we had a I'll, book. I'll believe it if I see it in a book. I mm-hmm. ain't believing it. Yeah, there. not online. I mean, you can. Google never lies. No. Yeah, you can. You can trust everything online. What does that say? 240 miles an hour. Yeah, oh my gosh. Okay. All right. The Google said it. But he dives that. So Yes, it's a dive. Yes. So all right. So this guy, he realized I can't, you know, I can't look this up. I don't know, you know, where to even find find this. And fast forward to three years later, it's nineteen fifty four, and Hugh Beaver was recalling uh his shooting party argument, right? And he had an idea for a Guinness promotion based on the idea of settling pub arguments right i feel like i know where this is going mm-hmm. now so <laughs> i'm surprised you guys picked, haven't got it yet. i, I should have <laughs> picked up on it when you said he was in charge of guinness right so he would create a book of facts that they would give to all of these pubs mm-hmm. in order to settle all these arguments right as a promotion uh for the guinness brewery ah. right and he invited uh these twins named norris and rosh uh, Norris and Ross McWhorter. Norris and Ross. Norris. Oh, Norris. 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 Yeah, okay. yeah. Norris and Ross McWhorter, who were fact-finding researchers to help with this promotion, right? Mm-hmm. So they were these twins who, you know, went around finding all these cool facts. So on November 30th, uh, Guinness Superlatives was created and the office was in two rooms of this converted gymnasium of the top floor of the Ludgate House in London. What a job. Yeah, right? So these two twins were in charge of the Guinness superlatives. This sounds like my dream job. Right? Let me just look up all the facts. Let and me just look up all these facts. Tell people they're right or wrong. Find out all these. Um, they did a ton of research. They began compiling all these records together, and they put them all into this one book. Um, and it took them, yeah, shall we? What's it called? <laughs> this one book called the Guinness Book of Records. Oh, I like it. That's, right? that's funny. So 
they they compiled all of all of this it took them <laughs> this is a weird like measurement but just try to picture this uh it took them 13 and a half 90 hour work weeks including weekends and holidays to create this book Gosh. so each week they were they were working for 90 yeah. hours for 13 and a half weeks is there a reason that they had to work that fast was there a deadline they were trying to meet like that that's a weird kind of i'm sure you know hugh beaver was like hey man we we hey guys hugh we gotta beaver. get this yeah he was a main boss i need I know. the Drove world it. to know i'm right hey we gotta create this promotion sure um, i'm making a nasty beer over here but i need this book <laughs> how dare you what how dare you <laughs> Guinness? come on oh, man uh, it's too dark i'm more of a watery beer mm. guy i'm sorry this is actually pretty like it's not heavy it's kind of watery mm-hmm. i'm sorry I, i'm <laughs> sorry to faces. all the irish men and women out there who love themselves a guinness um <laughs> we don't we don't mean it um well, they have to drink that no they drink the water's polluted <laughs> no they drink smittix because smittix is mm, legit. Okay. that is a good one um so uh yeah it took them all this time to finish this book and when they had finished uh they had Intended to just give this book to all the pubs mm-hmm. just as like a, a promotion. So like people would be in a pub and like start arguing with each other and say like, no, I think, you know, this is right or this is right. I don't know. Let's look at it up in the Guinness Book of Records. I'm visualizing me and my husband's relationship pre-internet. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> We'd right? be sitting in a pub getting to an argument about who's right and have to go to the book. Right. Can you imagine that though? Like back then, like they just argued about about stuff, probably drunkenly, you know, and they're like, oh, I don't know who's right. Well, there's no way to know. Mm. And so it's fu- it's kind of funny. I find this funny that it's like the first first internet basically of like like an encyclopedia yeah it's it's and and they just gave it to pubs to you know uh have at their at their bar so like if you want to settle an argument you just look it up in the book right yeah um they they intended to give it out but the book was so popular in these pubs um that they just decided to sell it they make sense Right? They started to sell it to all these different people who wanted it. People My like favorite it. book at the book fair was the Guinness Book of World Records. Me too. <laughs> I, <laughs> Me I too. remember seeing its shiny cover mm-hmm. and looking at the person with the long nails. Right? Or the person with like a thousand piercings in their mm-hmm. face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I could, one could dream is what I thought. <laughs> right. Myself. I like that this, this stemmed from like people's desire to have all of humanity's knowledge at their fingertips mm-hmm. <laughs> at any given moment. Right. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's like, yeah, this was again, this is the internet before yeah. the internet. That's, right? that's great. I like um it. yeah, so this this book turned out to be so popular that the Guinness company just started selling it, uh, because so many people were interested and it instantly became a bestseller. Oh, I bet. Dang. Um and in nineteen fifty six an American version of this book came out and soon after that other editions for other countries came out, um, and and followed it so like this book is becoming very very popular mm-hmm. very very fast yeah um and so as a result the mcwarders the the uh twins who had been keeping all the records uh decided to travel the globe searching for these new records ah. and served as the book's editors until 1986 that's Dang. awesome yeah that's when i was born 1986 <laughs> yeah nice my um, social security number is <laughs> Um, so yeah more than 35 million copies of the guinness 
Guinness Book of World Records has been sold. Um, it's even been adapted into a board game and a video game. Uh, <laughs> video game? What? Right? Don't ask me how to play it. I want to look that up now. That's funny. Yeah, right? So it's been adapted Let's into the game a board is. game and a video game. Well, I know. I like, there's the, there was the TV show for a while where you yeah. like, try mm-hmm. to break yeah. records on mm-hmm. air. Yeah. Um, what is? Do you know any Guinness Book of World Records off the top of your head? I do. What is it? Um, it was the largest animal attack in history, and it was five hundred mm. <laughs> I remember that. That was on episode <laughs> two. two. There episode you two. go. If you missed it. Go check it out. <laughs> do you know any Grant? Uh, I do. What? I actually uh, had one for this story. Ooh. The current record for the longest podcast episode is. 36 hours by mike russell in 2016 so that is a good fact right so what i figured is we're gonna beat that record Let's here i'm ready tonight i've got my red bull and i hope you guys are are ready for well, the long haul Emily, i'll be home later yeah well, that's gonna be a, a duo podcast because mm. i'm gonna go home and go to bed wow. we're about to <laughs> record 36 hours and one minute tonight. i just saw i guess nope. book of world records where they uh sorry yeah, where they, uh, um a guy pushed a pecan or walnut <laughs> up Pike's yes, Peak with his a peanut, nose. A peanut. A peanut with yes, his nose. I saw that. I saw that. Why? Imagine how bad that would hurt your knees. What? Because they that? wanted to get right. in the Guinness Book of World Records. So that isn't that isn't like an accomplishment. That's you doing something stupid for a while. Hey, the Guinness Book of World Records. I really do know though. The loudest stadium in the world. Oh, here we go. Is Arrowhead. It's Seattle. No, it's Arrowhead. <laughs> it beats all sports, not just NFL. Huh? Crazy. Yep. Didn't know. Dang. Uh, by the way, we totally could beat that podcast record. Not tonight. Yeah. I'm not mentally prepared for that. Uh-oh. But we, well, we should make that, that a special episode. Yeah, a special like. Guinness Book of World Record. Live episode. episode. Listen what? to us BS for yeah. 37 hours. What was uh, <laughs> Jesse Carey on the Relevant Podcast? Yeah, yeah. He broke a record for listening yes. to... Uh, Nickelback. Nickelback Nickelback for like 48 yep. hours yep. straight And then he also built 48 hours in the back Because if you go to sleep Does it still count? It's playing in the background so? No he has Constant. to so? then, Didn't he have to say I don't that? know I don't remember okay. Oh also yeah The other one What's the other yeah, one? The other one was He had to uh, <laughs> Watch the most uh, Nicolas Cage movies um, just back Front to back, back yeah, back, yeah, back to back, live streamed it. Yep, yep. yep. It okay. was torture. He just he just decides the worst torture. <laughs> he raised a lot of money though for Wells. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could beat some of these records. I, I could do those. I ain't pushing a wall. No, I'm not no. pushing a wall. <laughs> that's that right stupid. Now. Yeah, that's yeah. dumb. No, but hey, that guy that pushed the peanut up the mountain, nobody's gonna beat that. No, no, because I, nobody wants to do no, it. No, I don't want to do it. Right. So that's why he did it. That's he might be a little smart. It's interesting that Guinness still does this book. Yeah, I mean, I guess they still sell them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never I remember been having them when I was a kid. I mean, this was still like oh, in yeah. the internet's early days, but we would have uh, printed copies of the Guinness Book of World Records. You owned mm-hmm. one? Yeah, I, I owned think several. You could tell someone's uh, economic status if they owned <laughs> it or if they just wished to own it. No, I owned a few. Well, oh, you didn't? No, own but like, I don't. Yeah. It wasn't like you didn't a. Own it. No, I couldn't. <laughs> could afford that book. I mean, what it's was it like? Book. Twenty bucks? I don't uh, know. Well, that was lunch. Yeah, <laughs> lunch. What? Uh, you could afford a twenty dollars lunch. You could afford a Kansas twenty dollars book. Really expensive. I'm pretty sure I still have a couple copies. That was my really? book in the Scholastic Book Fair. I would yeah. always look for that. I would, you know, 
go past all the I you know, Moby Dick or yeah, or the Frankensteins, and I would go straight for the uh, Guinness Book of World Records. So. I just saw, I just looked up on Guinness Book of World Records. Do you know who the Guinness Book of World Records is for shortest term after a murder? Is it two years for it, Richard? It's Richard <laughs> Kil- Kinghammer. Yeah, as you're reading off your paper there. King Hammer. King Hammer. So Sir Beaver and Clink Hammer. We really have lacked in our names lately here yeah. in America. I, yeah. Jaeger, yeah. Outlaw, and Barker. Boring. Mm. Oh, how uh, dare you. Outlaw is not. Uh, cool. yeah. Outlaw is pretty cool. I'm going to own that one. Wait, Jaeger. Okay. All right. You're going you're gonna to crap on Jaeger? I think he just wants to like disguise himself as... Barker is not. I mean, I mean, it isn't very. Come on, man. I think we need to do a TikTok series on the history of last names. Ooh, let's do it. That'd be cool. If y'all, if y'all have a cool last name, or if you don't have a cool last name, send us your last name. And we'll do. We'll we'll do some TikTok research. All right. Cool. So, um, well, thank all you. the people are waiting. They want to know <laughs> who, who won? has won this thing. Mm. Um, by the by, the point count. So far, it is Grant. And but? No, there's no but. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like Grant's Woo. story. That was fun. All right. Um, and now I've got... <laughs> Thanks for ringing that bell, Grace, there. <laughs> I've got a whole Woo. bunch of facts I want to look up now, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I really think that we could beat the 36-hour podcast. We just have to... We should start a side podcast called Guinness Book of World Records, <laughs> and we just go through it. Yeah. <laughs> Page one. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What if we beat the world yes, record for the re- for the uh, podcast just by reading the whole? I love it. <laughs> the irony I love is it. so strong. That is ironic. Oh All right. Gosh. I like it. Well, thank you guys uh, for tuning in and checking it out. Um, thank you, Shelby and Grant, for your stories. You know what? You're welcome. Mm, good. Thanks. <laughs> You're more welcome, Grace. <laughs> and Grant, I'm excited to see uh, what you're tied with me now. We got four, four, oh, and yeah. three. So yeah. Shelby, we gotta, we gotta get you back in it. Root for the underdog, America. You'll we get got, there, man. We got nine episodes left of the season, and then we'll. So you don't like stories about murder and rape and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it morbid that like the murder stories? I'm totally cool with. Like I, I find them fascinating. Yeah. But once you start talking about rape, I'm like, that's weird. Uh, okay. I'm glad we. You know, I'm learning the algorithm of Grace. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Okay. I'm glad we ended on my story, so I didn't leave this so am I. depressed. <laughs> so much. All right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. We will catch y'all next week uh, with a new topic picked and hosted by Grant and we will see you then. Peace out. See ya. Hey everyone, this is Grace. Real quick before you go, we want to thank you for listening to the Untold Podcast. We really appreciate your support and taking the time to check us out. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review and let your friends know about us. And if you have any questions or story ideas, send us a message on Instagram or TikTok at Untold the Podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you real soon.